Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories with Cindy and Kat. Hello, Kat. How are you? Hello, Cindy. I'm fucking cold. That's how I am. (laughs) Like, I know it's December in the South, and I come from Central Oregon where it's even colder, but it's just cold. I'm just cold. I don't like being cold. I just pulled up the current temperature right now where I'm at in Ohio. And it is currently outside 22 degrees. So okay, well, I'm, I'm 37. Wow, wow, that's actually pretty cold for where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. That's, that's and this cold. This is a very large, very old house. It was not meant to have insulation. Like, that was not a thing when it was built. Mm. So... That's also something that I've got. Like, I'm going to have to start drinking just to stay warm. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're doing a really fun episode. Probably my favorite episode that I ever do. I'm sure Kat agrees. Mm -hmm. Is um, true story submissions from listeners. So we haven't done one of those in a while. And I've got lots of submissions to read. So we're probably going to break it into like three or four episodes over the next two months, I guess, month or two. So this first one, we got this back at the beginning of October. Now, Cindy, why didn't we read this back in October? We didn't read it yet because we record our episodes pretty far in advance, at least a month in advance, sometimes two months in advance. We got to make sure we have enough sweet, sweet content for you guys. Yeah. So I usually save up the submissions until I have enough to fill an episode but because we had recorded so far in advance i've got lots saved up so now it's start it's time to start reading them and getting you guys all these cool stories because our true story submissions are always so good so this person's name is lizette thank you lizette hi lizette for submitting so let's see what she has to say and disclaimer I have not heard these stories, so this is pure reactions, guys. That is true. She has not. So we're about to lay it on her. (laughs) Lizette, we're doing it. Hello, friend. I am new to your podcast. I usually do not listen to them, but this one intrigued me. LOL. Well, good. I'm glad it did. I feel you, though. I didn't start out. Like, I I didn't start out listening to podcasts all the time either. I've, I've worked my way in there. So I feel you, Lizette. But we're glad that you're here. Yeah, we certainly are. We love our listeners. And now you're on one, cat, so you have to like podcasts. I do. I do. <laughs> she says, I'm submitting my true haunting. Although I have many, all these hauntings started since I was about eight and still continue. So I've come to the realization that it is me and not my house or houses I've lived in. 
I feel you so hard. I feel you. That's my life. Cindy has a club. Yeah, and you're in it, apparently. So, welcome, Lizette. (laughs) It says, this is also true for my two sisters and my mother and her side of the family. Oh, well, there you go. She says, we are Hispanic, so, and come from a line of believers in the paranormal, witches. As I found out recently, my grandmother was a witch. Anyway, my one story is of what people are now calling these days, hat man. Although I found out it can also be called a gin. And we've, we've talked about the hat man extensively. Yeah, we did a whole episode on the hat man. So she says, when my older sister and I were about eight and 10, we had to live in a foster home, actually a few of them. The first home we lived in was in a rural area in Maryland. And when I think of it now, it kind of reminds of those back roads, lonely roads. Think of Jeepers Creepers movie where all you see is farmland. Yep, that was us. We lived with a elderly black lady and her husband who was a farmer. They had other foster children as well. Most were nice kids as well. I'd like to think we adjusted as well as we could. When we didn't have school, we played outside as there was a lot of land, horses, chickens, dogs, etc. Something my sister and I were not used to as we, as we grew up in the city of Silver Spring, Maryland. When this black figure happened, the people in the house were the mother and father a boy and his sister, myself and my sister. The three of us girls slept in a bigger room and the boy was, and the boy who was younger than me and my sister, but I believe older than his sister, had his own room. The night this happened, the mother came in our room and said goodnight to us girls and closed the bedroom door behind her. Now, so that you can visualize this room, as you open the door, to the right is a bed where the girl slept. Turn to your left, walk a little further, and to the right is another bed where my sister Athena slept. And to the left was my bed. That night, I tossed and turned. I honestly felt I was awake. I had my body turned to my right facing a wall. Therefore, my back was facing my sister's bed but there was a space between us. I say this with regards to my body turned and my head left ear exposed because this will affect me until this day. So I couldn't sleep. And as I said, I felt that I was still awake, but had my eyes closed when all of a sudden I could see our bedroom door open. Mind you, I was still in the position of turned to my side on my bed and could see a dark black shadow that looked like a very tall, big man, no hat. Not that I could see because as I said, he was dark. He was actually darker than night, enough that you could see his silhouette. At that time, I was frozen, maybe paralyzed, I suppose. I could not move. I thought I had my eyes open because I could see him coming towards me. As he approached my bed, he bent over slowly. Again, I could not move, and he whistled in my ear. I can still hear that whistle now. It was a whistle that was short, like he did it once, then again, then again, until he got right by my ear, and then he touched me. 
that's when I woke up. I say woke up, but maybe I mean unparalyzed. I began crying hysterically. The mother came in, turned on the light, completely ignored that the door was open, and came and sat next to me on my bed and asked what was wrong. I told her that a man had come in the room and whistled in my ear and touched me. She did not believe me. I honestly don't remember what else she said, other than go back to bed. However, she did ask, who opened the door? I said angrily, he did. She just looked at me and ignored me, got up, closed the door again. My sister then said, I believe you, Lizette. I said, you do? She said, yes, because it came to me first. It had bent over as if it was going towards my face. I was frozen. I couldn't move. It took all that I had to get my covers over my face. But I did it, and I think it put me in a trance or made me sleep because then I woke up from the sound of you crying. That's messed up. Good. There's more. Oh, there's more? (laughs) There's more. I never saw this figure man in my room again. That's not to say I didn't see something similar a few years later in the same area at a different foster home. But that second figure, I now think, may have actually been the Mothman, as the timeline seems to be accurate. Again, this is way before any movies. This is a different story. So she thinks she's seen the Mothman, too? And the Hat Man. That's cool. She says, as an adult, I make sure my ear that is exposed while sleeping on my side is covered with my bedsheet. That's how much this has affected me. I know it was real, and I sure as heck don't want any more whispering in my ears anymore. I've had my name called out, mom usually, or a woman crying or being touched to wake up, but I don't want any whispers in my ears. Hmm. She says, that young boy that lived with us, well, I believe... By listening to your podcast because you mentioned red eyes, something I wasn't familiar with, he may have been visited by either this dark figure or Mothman, and I will tell you why. Because a few months after this happened to me and my sister, we were woken up by this young boy crying. Now, this kid was a bully, but to me and my sister, since we were a little older, we didn't care. But he was not kind to his sister, and we used to tell him that. This family had us attend church daily, Baptist church, although we grew up Catholic. So we would say that it wasn't a Christian thing to do. So one night we ran to his room because we heard him crying. The mother and father were in there already, and he stated that something tried to attack him. He described it as a dark figure with claws and red eyes, and it had come through a window a window that was slightly open. I also noticed that he had to be telling the truth because his pillowcase had long, almost sliced holes. Oh my gosh. Jeez. About three on each side. Like where his head would be, they were on each side of that. I believed him. For one, this kid never cried. And two, why would he slice his pillow what looked like claw marks? One thing is for sure, he was a different boy after that. He was no longer a mean bully, but rather a kind brother. Talk about a change. Wow. 
That is some experience. Well, A, I'm glad that you were able to stay with your sister in those mm-hmm. tough times because family is always very important. Um, and we believe you. Oh, yeah. We wholeheartedly believe you. Even if, if no one else does and foster parents don't or anyone else you tell us, we believe you. Oh, yeah. We, we hear too many submitted stories you know, not to believe people. And I've seen too many things. Cats experience things like this Mm -hmm. is a safe space. You guys, we believe you. Plus like that's, that's, I'm sure that was terrifying when you were a kid and it was happening and all, but that is a really, those are really cool stories. Good for you. You stayed strong through all of it and, and the whistling in the ear. Yeah. I couldn't have my ear uncovered after that either. I'm with you, girl. Definitely don't blame you there. It would be the same way. I mean, I'm glad you didn't get hurt. You know, I don't think that was, I don't know, the way that story went just now, I don't think it was sleep paralysis. I think she was hinting that maybe she was like, well, maybe I was paralyzed or whatever, but I don't. On the flip side of that, the hat man and his hag that is sometimes seen with him. Mm they are known to cause yes. sleep paralysis. So yes. she may have been experiencing sleep paralysis as a side effect of the hat man being there. Right. Right. I guess that's what I was trying to say is I don't think it was just, Oh, that's just a medical case of sleep paralysis. I think that mm-hmm. it was an experience and the paralysis was part of the experience. That's scary. Can you imagine going through all that she must have been going through already, just from turmoil, mm-hmm. and family stuff, and then going to this foster house and having oh. these things happen? Oh my Again, goodness. though, at least her sister believed her and was like, I yeah. got you because I had the same thing. Well, it came after the sister first, the Those same night. Poor girls. Because her sister said... Yeah, you know, it, I saw it and then I fell asleep for some reason and then I woke up to you crying like oh my gosh poor poor girls Yeah, I want to hug them <laughs> air it's hug okay. we give you a hug well thank you for submitting your story though that's a really good one I'm sorry that it happened though alright so we've got one more that we can read today and that is from Mark so Mark sent this uh, again about Well, this was about the middle of October, I think. Okay. And he says... Thank you, Mark, for your submission. Yes, thank you. We love it. He says, My experience starts out as far as my brain started to make memories. Wow. I would see shadow people in the corners everywhere I went. I remember at a very young age, I told my mother what I was seeing, but she didn't seem too worried. Maybe it scared her. She then told my father that what I was describing was what she had seen when I was an infant, circling around my crib, just looking down at me, not harming me or doing anything, just simply staring at me. What? Something was like hovering above him, staring at him in his crib? That's messed up. (laughs) This went on until I was about nine when I moved in with my father. After the move, the shadows went away, but something else came and visited me often. As I got older, I found out it's called a watcher. That is creepy as hell. 
That too became normal to me. Fast forward to my early 20s, my friends and I had a party as young 20-year-old kids do. My friend was taking pictures and when he showed me the picture, there it was. The first and only time it was captured on anything was my watcher. I told friends about it, but of course they just thought I was crazy or something. But this was proof. And he says I'll post the picture in the Facebook group, and he did. He did, in fact, post the picture in the Facebook group. Um, When this episode airs, I'll go find it. I'll scroll down and find it and repost it so you guys can see it again. Mm -hmm. But it does. It does have a like a shadowy face in the that was the guy the laying on the couch right yes yeah he was, yes he was laying on the couch at a party uh asleep or passed out <laughs> judge <Parties. laughs> been there done that <laughs> and yeah there's a friggin shadowy face in the corner it's creepy as hell he says after that it kind of went away for weeks and came back for weeks Fast forward again to about the age of 28, I had dreams of an old friend we were planning to get together. I woke up wondering why I would dream of her because we hadn't talked in almost 10 years. That day, she sent me a message asking if we could get together sometime. That's when the watcher came back and stayed for the next year straight. Two years later, I have an awful dream that my father passed away. I woke up to many missed calls and messages. I didn't call back because I just knew it was about my father. As I got ready to go be with my family, I saw my watcher just standing there, but this time it was different. Its face had a sad look. Just then it disappeared. It has stayed away for two years now, except just recently it's back. I fear it's going to make me dream of something and it come true again. As a kid, I was used to it because I thought it was normal. Now as an adult, as a truck driver, I can't get used to this thing being with me, especially while sleeping or trying to sleep in my truck. Man. No. So is he saying that when he has to bunk in his truck, he sees this watcher thing in the truck with him? I think so. That's creepy as crap, man. I feel like we need to do some research on watchers now. Yeah. I I don't know that I've heard of a watcher. That's cool. I mean, it's scary. What's it watching you for? Well, it sounds like it's guarding him, but then at the same time, like, presenting him with information or... yeah. You know, kind of kind of a premonition spirit, kind of? Yeah, I could see the guarding, watching thing, and then it's warning him when something bad's going to happen, maybe, or just when somebody's going to pass. I don't know. But very important details, too, because he was dreaming of his friend that he hadn't talked to in mm. forever, and then they got together. Like, that's cool. Yeah. But then, I don't know, I feel like, maybe this entity is watching over him to prepare him for things or help him deal with things. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. He didn't say anything about it, like attacking him or anything. Mm -mm. So I'm not sure it's mean or malevolent. It's just watching pass. 
<laughs> Stay safe while you're driving out there, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And keep us updated on your your watcher. Definitely. I will make sure that I get that picture where you guys can find it easier because it is a creepy picture. And sure enough, in the corner, you can totally see like a, a gray shadowy face. And again, we believe you. Safe space. Mm-hmm. You can always count on us for support. I have seen too much shit <laughs> to not believe you. You do have a few run-ins with shadow people. I I have. I have had a few. And they're always creepy because they're shadowy. So they're like, oh, you don't know. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And most recently you had, what, just the legs walking into your room? Yes, into my office. That was a while back. That was like a month or two ago. But sure enough, as I was walking into my office, I saw black shadowy legs from the knee down, like scurry in into my office as I was walking into it. But see, this is how often this happens to me. That <laughs> happened and I was like, oh, okay. And then I just sat down at my desk and started working. Yep. <laughs> just another day. <laughs> Uh, That's how we roll here at True Hauntings. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to do another episode with some more submissions because I know, I know we have more. You guys that have already submitted, you're like, hey, where's mine? I promise it's coming. We really will read it. We just get so far in advance that it it takes a minute for us to get there, but we are working on it. And I'll let you know when we get it up. So... Thank you so much for submitting to us. We love these episodes. And continue those submissions, guys, Mm because they are great. And we appreciate everyone's support. If you haven't done so already, follow us so you you don't miss any of our latest episodes. They come out every Friday. And if your streaming service allows you to rate us, leave a comment, definitely do so. Spread the love and share our podcast with others as well so we can spread the spooky. We love spooking you guys and being silly and and fun at the same time. So come join the conversation. And if you do want to submit one of those stories to us, one of your true happenings, it's Cynthia at TrueHauntings.com. And I always leave that in the show notes. Check out all the links. And until next time, we'll spook you later. <laughs>